y'all could use a little more encouragement in life. So connect with us on social at Multitudes Church, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Get live streaming notifications and the latest information about church. Follow, like, subscribe. And I want you to be hardcore today because I want to talk to you about a scrawny man in the Bible, scrawny young man named Samson. And again, Samson was known for his great strength. And this story has such a great impact on a receptive heart. And I pray in the name of Jesus, everyone here, people watching would have a, a receptive heart uh, and, and, and God just really dealt with me about what I'm going to share with you so much that he reminded me of a movie. And it's probably one of the best, the best movie that portrays God and how we work in this situation. And we're going to show that tonight at 6 o'clock. OAM's practicing from 4 to 5.30 today. And in between that time, parents, so don't worry about coming to have to get them Right at 5.30, we just want you to come back. And everybody here, people watching, uh, from 5.30 to 6, our 9.15 group has so graciously uh, agreed to provide hospitality, feed you pizza and beverages and, and make sure it's here, straighten up. And it's, all this is going to be in the Coffee Connections. So we're following up the message today with the movie tonight. We're not stopping there. We're also going to ask, we're going to challenge you uh, through the app. You can, you can go to the Multitudes Church app and you can find uh, a link to the next four days based on this message, based on the movie tonight, uh, a four-day devotional. And the devotional is very short. Uh, you could do probably all four days in five minutes, but just spread it out over the next four days. And we're doing that together as a church. Because I believe out of all the things about the kingdom and everything I've been sharing with you, there was a divine reason God brought this situation to me because it, it, it's so critical for me to understand it as a minister and as a believer and and as a communicator of the gospel this morning, for me to let you know there's something in here that's relevant to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to share that with you. And so, what I'm going to do, I'm actually going to begin reading verse 23. Now, let me tell you something before I read that. And that's, Samson has already done a lot of things. He's took, taken the jawbone and he's whooped butt on about a thousand people just in one, one, one setting. He has fought man and beast on more than one occasion. And he has exerted uh, unhuman-like strength. Is that possible? Yeah, when the Holy Ghost anoints you, you can do things you can't do. Because all you are, if you get to that place, you're not you anymore. You're an open, empty person picture or vase picture I should say and and so it's not you it's just God working he's using your body and so this has all been taking place and while great things and mighty things 
are taking place. Uh, some envious things are, are occurring too, and people can't stand it. They're ticked off by Samson, and he's become a thorn in their flesh. And so, um, they finally, you know, get Delilah to cooperate, and two or three things take place, and she finds out he's lying to her about where his strength comes from. And one time he just gives in. One translation says the woman kept pestering him. And I probably ought to spend some time on that word because nobody in here can understand that among the male population. Maybe I was wrong. <laughs> and so, um, he was worried so much that he gave in. They captured him, and if you don't know, you'll see tonight. If you go home and read Judges, Judges you know, 14, 15, 16, you, you'll see too. They capture him, and they put his eyes out. His strength is gone now, and they put his eyes out. And verse 23 of chapter 16 says, Now the Lord's, and I'm reading out of the New King James, if you were following along, it says, now, uh, yeah, got to make sure what Bible I got. The lords of the Philistines gathered together to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon, their God, and to rejoice. And they said, our God has delivered into our hands Samson, our enemy. When the people saw him, they praised their God, for they said, our God has delivered into our hands our enemy, the destroyer of our land and the one who multiplied our dead so it happened when their hearts were merry that they said call for us Samson that he may perform for us so they called for Samson from the prison and he performed for them and they stationed him between the pillars and Samson said to the lad who held him by the hand let me feel the pillars which support the temple so that I can lean on them. Now, the temple was full of men and women. All the lords of the Philistines were there, about 3,000 men and women on the roof, watching while Samson performed. Then Samson called to the Lord, saying, O Lord God, remember me, I pray. Strengthen me, I pray. Just this once, O oh God, that I may with one blow take vengeance on the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars which supported the temple. And he braced himself against them, one on his right, the other on his left. And Samson said, let me die with the Philistines and he pushed with all his might, and the temple fell on the lords of all the people who were in it. So, the dead that he killed at his death were more than he killed in his life. There are four things that are also in the app today under sermon notes. You can get this, but I want to share them with you real quick. 
four things that took place in what you just read with me. The first thing is that Samson got tired of performing. If he didn't get tired of performing, he would have kept performing. But he got tired of performing. When you get to a place in your life, in your walk, and you get tired of performing, whether it's with, with things that you feel like you are being made to do, work in an uncomfortable environment, or I, I, I'm tired of being pursued, I'm tired of my mind feeling like uh, the devil is always, I'm not being uh, insensitive here, folks, but I'm tired of performing and the devil telling me uh, that I'm depressed, that I'm oppressed, that I am um, never going to get over what happened to me in my life. When you get tired of performing, you'll quit performing. And you'll move on to something else. The second thing he did after he got tired of performing, well, these could be, this could be the second or the third thing, and they can flip-flop. He got into position. He just didn't get anywhere. He got into position between the two pillars. If you're going to finish well, if you're going to finish strong, there's a certain place that you have to be in order to do that. You will not get the same results if you were just positioned anywhere. Samson could have gotten at a corner place in the temple, he could have gotten outside of the temple. He could have tried to walk down front. But he had to be in the right place in order to, to get the victory he got. The third thing that he got, he got a hold of God. If you're going to get tired of performing and you're going to get in the right place, you got to get a hold of God. You cannot do this on your own. And I just shared this at 9.15 today. That we no longer after this morning, people that do anything in this church, if you get here at 9.16, you cannot participate during the worship service. You can participate after. Well, you just won't have this up. It'll put you in a bind. You just talked about a bind. I know that. But I had, had, I had rather have a, be in a bind with God anointing people that understand you've got to get a hold of God before you perform than not have the Holy Ghost working in this building through the lives of everybody that is here and us just performing. So we're not going to do it anymore. If you wasn't here at 9.15, that's the announcement you missed along with a great 11-minute sermon by another pastor. We can't do it anymore. We're through with frou-frou. We're not selling tickets here. And we're not trying to just not hurt anybody's feelings. And while I'm on this note, why, why are you, Opie, it kind of even sounded like you were upset. No, I'm not upset. But I realize that 
God's ready to do a work in a lot of people's lives. He's ready to dissolve every cell in Derek Cole's life, Pat Walter's life, Susan Smith. Anybody you want to name, bring to the table, don't matter to me. God's ready to do that, church. He's revealed that to me and not just me. He's ready to do that, but the people have got to get into position. You've got to get in the right place where the greatest victory, and that's the fourth thing, by the way, he got the greatest victory of his life. He'd done a lot of cool things, a lot of eye-popping, mind-boggling things, but he has not done his greatest thing yet. And I love the fact that God waited to do the greatest thing in his life when he was the most humble and he didn't even have eyes to see with. And a lot of you think that you've reached your climax, you've done it all, you've seen it all, you, you, you've seen the glory days, and you, the best you can do is talk about when God moved 40 years ago or four months ago. I'm telling you, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong, and I'm speaking in behalf of the Spirit of God. You're wrong. You're wrong. Some of you in this place today are watching you think because you have failed God, you were sent. He was a womanizer. He couldn't keep his loins covered. He loved women. He loved to be very, very, very open to as many women as he could find. I'm trying to be sensitive, but be very blunt here today. He loved to party and live it up and have a good time. He loved a good fight because a good fight wasn't with one man. It was with a thousand men. And so he sowed his oats. A lot of you will not move for God because you're still living back there and your oats that you sowed has still got a grip on you. I've got new, or you, when you got saved, you dropped the ball. You just, you quit looking, you quit paying attention and you just think, well, I've just got to sit back and look on what God used to do. That's the best it's going to be. No, it's not. You may be limping now. Your eyes may be out, but God wants you to know this, that He is not through yet and your eyes may be missing but if you will get into place and you'll get hold of God and you will prioritize God in the presence of God God will do the greatest thing that's ever been done in your life and then he'll let you die and I'm telling you I told Bill Walters this more than one time over at Scottish Pines she can't figure out why in the world God will not take her. And I preached this same thing to her. I told her, I said, Bill, I love her. She is a matriarch of this church. She is a, she's a family member. She was an aunt slash grandmother to my baby. And she's been a prayer warrior for me and many of you. But I love her enough to tell her the truth, and that is, Bill... You can't go, honey, because God is not through with you, girl. I don't care if you feel you're like you're abandoned and you're stuck over there in that little room. 
And I know it get, the days are long. You need to go see her, church. You need to go see her. If you've been touched by her, you need to suck it up and you need to go see that woman. You wouldn't be here probably if she hadn't have prayed. It was her prayer that stopped us from having to put in a $100,000 sprinkler system that we didn't have the money and we may not be in this building yet. You need to go see her. You don't have an excuse. Wasn't part of the message until right then. But I told her on one of the visits, I said, Bill, you can't go yet. I don't know if it's here or I don't know if it's in that church singing again on a Sunday morning. I don't know. The last time she was here, uh, surprise visit at Johnny's funeral. And I'm just trying to go to the extreme because a lot of us, we give ourselves permission to excuse ourselves and, and we let, I, hey, thank you, Lord, we let the power of our past lock us down. And it's almost as if we're just saying, because we really screwed up, I had to say that so somebody else would get it, we really screwed up so bad, and, and I, you know, everybody's going to talk about what I did, the great sin I did, that's what I'm labeled by now, so I'm just going to kind of just wait over here in the corner and be quiet and, and polite until I die. No, you're not. You are not given breath by Jehovah Jireh to just quietly leave this life. God has kept you alive, not for the enjoyment and pleasure of this life, the health you have, whether it's great or it's grotesque. God has given all of us the lives that we have, the lot that we have, so that one more victory can be wrought and He get the glory. And God wants you to finish stronger than you could ever imagine church you're not left by mistake it wasn't by the hair of your chinny chin chin you're left here if you're here visiting or you're here watching us and you really don't know us you need to come watch the thing tonight but I'm telling you today quit it quit it God wants to do the greatest thing right now but you've got to get a hold of the pillars and you've got to get a hold of God. you you, you, you got to quit treating living for God like it's one of the things I just work into my schedule. I learned this through a message. I knew it, but I heard it really good probably, I don't know, two or three months ago, maybe longer than that. Do you know that if Satan can't get you to do anything that you label chronologically because that's the way believers do, you start off with one and... You know, then we get down, my sin that I do, it's about, it's about 874. You know, it ain't up there like with the bad stuff. Sorry, it don't work like that. I told you, sin's like this in the eyes of God. Your little white lie you keep from your spouse or whatever, so it ain't tough and tight at home or what. It's just as bad as the person over here raping a woman, a child, or murdering somebody. Are we all clear on that? Okay, so God sees it like this. And God showed me this in this message. And, and I, I thought that I heard it the first time, but I had to go back and hear it again. God still has so much more to do with me than I even want to give God credit for. God 
I, I, I get overwhelmed. And, and the trick that the devil will use even among ministers, he will keep you so busy with things that do not appear to be sin at all. They're as harmless as they can be. And I'm going to say this. It never goes over well. But it's the truth out of the Word of God. Anything, say anything, that competes and edges out the worship of God, it's sin in the eyes of God. I told you, didn't I tell you it wouldn't go over well? Mary Carey got a hold of it and, you know, why is that, Opie? Because you go all the way back to those two stones that Moses walked around with called the Ten Commandments. And you're not going to agree with me, so I'm ready for it. But he said, way back then, you shall have no other gods before me. If you choose to worship something, I know about vacation. I, I got that. I know about working seven days. We got people that, they can't help that. I know that at the last minute, Satan makes the baby throw up everywhere. I get all that. I'm talking about it on a regular basis. But if it edges God out of worship, because you won't do anything in your human life any greater than coming together and worshiping God. You won't. You can think you do, but you won't do it. And anything that gets right there, and it just edges him out of the way, that's what he sees. You can just hold that thought till judgment day, but that's what he sees. And that's why I say, I'm dealing, with, I'm dealing with the eternity of men and women everywhere. And I can't come in here, that's why I, I told the folks, so grateful 50 plus people were here at 9.15. We can't come in at 9.16 or 9.21 or 9-nothing. You can't do it. We cannot do it. We, we are playing with people's lives. If you were to do that on your job, you know you'd get a write-up, you'd get fired. Well, I just ain't going to turn this assignment in. You, you will take pills to keep you awake to turn an assignment in. Sounds like I'm being very random. I'm not being random at all. I'm telling you, you got to get in place, folks. You tired of reading about the good stories? You got to get in place. You got to get, I don't care how bad it is. I, I don't care if you got to get a lad to lead you, if your children have to bring you to church. I don't care what you got to do. But if you want to see the greatest move of God ever in your life, the greatest victory, you're going to have to get in position. And as for me and my house, this is not my house, but I'm the pastor here. I'm telling you, I want to see people saved. You know what I prayed in prayer this week? I said it during the prayer for Derek a while ago, and, and we heard it uh, when we watched the video two weeks ago during Life Group. I heard that pastor's, Bill Johnson was his name. I, I, there a lot of controversy. Anybody that's pursuing God, I found out there's a lot of controversy with them by other believers. I do. I found that out, man. If you're pursuing God, you're a cult. So I'm going to tell you, if you're going to continue to come to this church, you're going to get laid before it's over with as going to a cult. I mean, just look at the church. Just look at it. Walk in there. It looks like a haunted house. You're you going you to get accused of that. 
But you got to make your mind up. And I heard this man say this. He said, I'm praying for God. We, we just believe God in our city. It can be a cancer-free zone. I started walking around this church this week praying, God, let inside the four walls, not the building, but the presence of God be so strong that when somebody walks in here with any type of cancer whatsoever, this is a cancer-free zone. Cancer has to die when you walk in the doors. Without a prayer, without a praise song, without an offering, without a scripture on the screen. It's just when you walk into the presence of the Lord that cancer has to die and give up at the door. That's what I pray. That's what I'm going to pray. Opie, that's not possible. You're alive from the pit of hell. You are alive, and I'll prove it to you. I think it's over in 2 Chronicles. It was so strong, the cloud, the presence, I'm talking about the presence, I'm not talking about haze fluid and smoke, I'm talking about the actual presence of God was so strong in the house of God that the Bible says that the ministers could not even stand the minister because the glory of the Lord was so, they couldn't even blow horns and read the scriptures. So you can't tell me that it can't happen, that it don't happen, it does happen, it will happen. But I've learned people are so stretched and so busy, they're so full of the world and the things of this world, they're not hungry for that. But at this church, we're going to do what the Bible says you need to do to walk and operate and experience the presence of God. And if it starts getting a little too weird, we just like it where it's predictable and stale and stagnant and the time's just right, this will not be a comfortable church for you either one of the two of us is going to have to leave and I never thought I'd say that but if a bunch of y'all come and say Opie, we're going to have to meet people are talking about us they're making fun of our children at school and all that and we just don't think this is the direction the churches need to be going it's cost too much I did that when a denomination told me that I needed to stop doing street ministry or turn my license in and quit doing it and I'll do it again because I know it's, he's still alive. His presence is still real. I'm going to grab the columns. Wherever they are, I'm going to grab them. I'm going to be where I'm supposed to be and I'm going to see the glory of God and God do a great thing before I die. I'm going to do it. I want to pray. I'm going to give you a chance to pray today. In fact, why don't we all stand up right now and get ready to pray? Because some of you are tired of performing. Some of you are tired. You, you know, there, there's so much going on with sex trafficking and all this. And it's not going to change. It's going to get worse, church. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. You need to change the way you think about if this is going to be your church home, you, need to, you, you just need to wipe all of your... I told the ministers that Thursday. I told them that. I said, you know, one of the things, if I, could, if I could have a mulligan and do this whole thing over again, I wished 
I could get saved. I said, I thank God for my heritage as far as understanding about the presence of God and the power of Pentecost. I said, I thank God for that. I said, but I wish I could get saved right now all over again and not have any prior experience. I said, because denominationalism and, and just labelism and all these other things have had so much of an impact and, 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 and it's, it's even determined the way we worship, the way we've labeled, we've compartmentalized things. and all. I said, it's just had too much of an effect. I said, I wish I could get saved and not have any prior information and just know about the kingdom of God, the word of God, and none of that other stuff. That's a great lead-in. If you're not saved today, man, you have hit, you've hit the mother load. Today is a good day to get saved, especially if you were not raised in church. I mean, everybody's got to be saved if you're going north. That's heaven. You've got to be saved. But today's a great day to get saved. We got any music up there anywhere at all or somewhere? I just need a little something to get me going here. I'm ready to pray, y'all. I'm ready for some people to grab some pillows. I'm ready for some people to say, you know what? Opie, I'm tired of performing. I'm tired of it. I go to school. If you're college, school, grade school, don't care. I don't care if you go to daycare. If you're retired, if, you're, if you still got 10 years before you can retire, none of that matters. Wherever your world is, You may not believe it, but you're performing for somebody. You're performing. You, you might be on the treadmill of the devil. He's just got you going. You running, but you ain't getting anywhere. <sighs> Opie, you just don't understand. I had to be gentle about a week ago. And I, if I say it, you think I'm bragging. I'm not. Somebody won't tell me how busy they were. And I just, I, I'm nice and say, man, wow. Whew. That's tough. You can see the biggest move of God that you've ever seen and a lot of other people. You can see God do the greatest work, Samson, right now. If you just make your mind up. Anybody want to make their mind up? I, I'm tired of performing. If you're tired of performing, you're tired of the devil calling the shot with everything from headaches to backaches. I'm tired of performing. I, I'm tired of being his affliction bag. You're tired of him afflicting you. Anybody else tired of performing? I'm tired of him keeping me up at night with anxiety. He keeps me performing. There's a young girl, young man. You're tired of performing. Your boyfriend, girlfriend forces you to drink or maybe have premarital sex. You're tired of all that? Maybe there's some young guys here and the only way your friends will accept you if you use foul language and cuss with them. You're performing for them. You're not cool. You're crud. You're, you're not cool. Sorry. You're performing. 
I'm tired of performing, Opie. I'm coming down here because I, I, I'm embarrassed. I'm just tired of performing. Or maybe you perform for the dollar bill. A lot of people perform for that them dead presidents, I'm telling you. Since I'm on that subject, I want to be very clear about that. I've heard all my life people say money's wrong and all that, and that ain't nowhere in, my, in no Bible. The Bible ain't never said no money was wrong. You know when money's wrong? When, when it consumes you and you can't even really worship God with it. That's when it's a sin. If you can't still worship God and be a giver, it's wrong for you. And, and you don't have to have a lot of money. You can make $10,000 a year and be performing. You're just performing. You'll never, you'll never shake the pillars. The mighty work. You, you, you might say, well, I'm getting in place. Well, it don't matter. You can get in place, but the, the temple is not going to fall. You're not going to glorify God until you just get right there and say, well, nothing means anything but God's presence. Nothing means anything anymore, and I'm in place. God, I'm not performing. You're here at the altar because you don't want to perform no more. I'm tired of performing in my marriage. Just going through the motions, but I'm miserable. I'm tired of that. Just performing, going through the motions. All right? Get a hold of the pills. Now let's get a hold of God, church. If you're not a believer, this is all you have to do. You just need to say, Lord, I've been performing for the devil in a life of sin. And I can't do this no more. Forgive me of my sin. I want to be made whole. I want to be made whole. You see, all this is kingdom stuff, I'm telling you, church. Kind of been waiting to tell you, but this is just kingdom. God will do the mighty work. We're praying for an outpouring like we've never seen before. The presence of God. And when you have the presence of God, the power of God is an automatic thing. So God, as we gather together at this altar, I want every one of you that will, if you would just solicit God with your hands in the air and say, Lord, here I am. Unreserved this morning, Lord, I'm coming to you, O oh God, with my eyes out, my heart's wide open, Lord. And God, I want you to do a mighty work with me and for me and through me, God. I thank you for my life, but God, today is a new day, Lord. And I want you to do a brand new work. God, I'm believing right now. I can see a greater thing take place through my life than I've ever seen before just because I'm coming to you. Because, Lord, you've left me here, God. And I'm not going anywhere until that is completed, Lord. You're not going to let me die with the Philistines until you're through getting glory through me, oh God. 
So God, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Be glorified, Lord. Be glorified. God, I'm tired of performing. I seek you. I long for you. I thirst for you. I hunger for you, God. I, you are the air I breathe. God, you're all I need. You're all I need. Lord, and I look to you. I want to be a leader. I'm tired of being a follower, Lord. I want to be a leader, God. I'm praying, God, in the name of Jesus with the preacher that this is a cancer-free zone, that this is a sin-free zone. When a sinner walks in the door, Lord, that they begin repenting and praising you before they ever make it to the altar, the sanctuary, Lord. Hallelujah. God, we praise you today. We pray for our families, Lord. We pray for businesses, schools, factories, plants, homes, neighborhood, marriages. God, we pray for everything, Lord, as it relates to people here. And I believe in the name of Jesus, God, that a tidal wave is about to take over this church. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I believe a tidal wave is. y'all could use a little more encouragement in life so connect with us on social at multitudes church facebook twitter instagram and youtube get live streaming notifications and the latest information about church follow like subscribe